welcome to this month's Talk with Tom conversation. I am your host, Aaron Wilker, and I will be leading the discussion with my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. Before we talk with Tom today, I would like to say that today's call is being sponsored by Tom's ebook entitled Getting From Here to There. And this is a 12-chapter book wherein Tom helps you get from where you are to where you want to be. Uh, you can download the first two chapters for free right now from Tom's uh, website, successseriesllc.com, and just click on the pop-up offer, leave your email address, and a download will be sent to you. Um, so now, on with today's discussion, and good day, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Aaron. How about you? I am doing great, Tom. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but I am uh, actually talking to you today from my home office. So if you hear some farm animals or tractors in the background, that's because <laughs> the roosters and chickens are running around and the are actually spraying uh, in the vineyards. So uh, how about that? Well, I don't hear anything yet, but if we do, now we know why. Exactly. Just uh, preface that just so you. People understand. <laughs> Very good. So I, I understand that uh, this has been a busy month for you. Um, do you care to elaborate on what you've been up to? Well, the cap-off was a workshop I uh, facilitated just this last weekend. It was the uh, Living Life with Intention workshop. We held it in Denver, Colorado uh, last weekend. And this is one of my favorites. It's a, it's a, uh, uh, a well-attended three-module workshop that uh, provides for uh, the participants to attend either one or all three of the modules. They are Friday evening, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And if you go to the website and uh, take a link to a future Living Life with Intention, there's a More Information tab, which allows for that um, uh, curious party to go look at the course description and you'll see that these three modules are discovery of self, discovery of purpose, and discovery of direction. And what I do is walk them through each of those phases of creating a life with intention so that, sure enough, by the end of the workshop, they've got finances and relationships and, you know, all the seven life areas, physical, professional, financial, etc., cetera, uh, pretty well mapped out. And then uh, they're ready to take that first step on that path that they have uh, collectively come up with practical tools, techniques, strategies, etc., to uh, to living life with intention. And so it's a uh, it's a um, once or twice a year workshop that I do, and uh, it is like I say one of my uh, favorites because people put together the plan right then and there. It's uh, quite nice. Great, great. Anything else or any, anything coming up this weekend for the last weekend of the month, or is it Time to relax and download or process, get ready for the next month. Well, uh, one of the uh, mainstays of Success Series is, of course, the Success Principles by Jack Canfield, uh, one of our, uh, the affiliate to which we are uh, one of the affiliates. And um, Success Principles for the New Normal is a uh, mainstay workshop that we typically now uh, present to private companies. So I've got a private event coming up to a real estate company in uh, Los Angeles that will be success principles for the new normal. And as everyone knows, uh, we're all defining success differently now after the blow up in 2009 and some of the world economic and 
uh, ancillary fallout that was experienced by all industries and uh, uh, most global, you know, uh, uh, most countries on a global scale. So uh, it was unlike any other, you know, financial uh, cyclical uh, event. This was something that um, when I sit on industry panels, I find myself saying over and over, I hope we never experience that again in our lifetime and even to my kids' lifetime. So it was a, an anomaly that we do not want to have happen again. But uh, success has been redefined as a result of that. Everyone has a different view of what success is. And this is uh, applying the success principles to that new normal. Oh, very good. Well, let's uh, get on with today's topic and discussion. And today, Tom, I'd like to talk about some of that um, success thoughts, the thoughts that lead us to success. And we all, most human beings uh, want to be successful and plan on being successful and they get moving and then something happens and they go, what am I doing? I, I will never make this. I, and, uh, you know, so we call it limiting thoughts or limiting beliefs. How do you transcend those limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs? Um, can you talk a little bit uh, about breaking through the, this and, and moving forward, progressing forward towards success? Absolutely. In fact, maybe the place to start is by defining what beliefs are and how the brain works. Um, uh, the the, the b beliefs are our created reality. In other words, in our mind, we assign a meaning to our circumstances, and that meaning is our thought that sometimes does limit us as to what we feel we can accomplish. Our mind, our brain, has two parts. There's the conscious and the unconscious or subconscious. Our conscious mind is only 5 to 10% of our entire brain power, but that is the outward that we experience most of the time, whereas our subconscious makes up the other 90 to 95%, and our beliefs are in this subconscious. They're, they're ingrained in our subconscious, uh, because of constant continuous repetition or some uh, trigger event that occurred at a time in our life when we were uh, just forming our mental and mature capacities, uh, usually in our childhood. Hey, there's the rooster, <laughs> just like you said. That's great. Uh, so we begin to hold beliefs based on these previous experiences, our money beliefs, our relationship beliefs, our beliefs of ourself, and those beliefs we hold as absolute. Uh, perhaps you've uh, read The Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker or attended The Millionaire Mind Intensive. Um, that um, event deals specifically with what T. Harv Eker calls our money blueprint, our financial blueprint, how we view money. And so that is a microcosm of what we're talking about here today on a grander scale for all seven life areas, what we hold not just in our money beliefs but in our relationships and self-view, et cetera. So when you hear things in that, those formative years like we can't afford that or another classic one is, what do you think, money grows on trees? You know, these kinds of comments that usually a parent makes become ingrained in our subconscious and later in life, when we have our own, say, money experience in that case, even though we're more mature and we have a better, more mature adult belief 
or at least the capacity for it, and no outward reason to have a limiting belief that was really driven by this childhood event, we still find ourselves limited by those childhood events or childhood um, subconscious captures. I'll give you an example with a client that I once worked with who could not break through this $60,000 annual earnings barrier. And she had been in her career for more than 20 years. So it wasn't, you know, one of these limits based on experience. It was really something that had to be in her head. And as I was looking at it with her, I soon discovered that that $60,000 figure was the amount that her father had been making at the most during his whole working life. So the most that her father ever earned was 60000 And she was holding the belief that it would diminish him to her if she were to exceed that amount. So subconsciously, her thinking was creating this glass ceiling of $60,000, which brought her to believe that if she made more than 60000 it actually would diminish him. And, you know, it was one of those kind of easy fixes because the reframe that I helped her with was to see that her $60,000 figure was in $1980 and that in $2015 it would be over double that. So, like, right there her ceiling went from 60 to 120 just to think, oh, I can earn 120000 and still not diminish him because in $2015 – that 60000 translates to 120, near over double uh, because of inflation. So we did this through uh, NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's kind of a reframe uh, technique that I'll talk about later. But that's one of the ways of getting past these limiting beliefs that uh, you're now, you know, asking to, to define. But that's an example that's probably a pretty good one. A lot of people hold that kind of subconscious view of things like that. Now, you have to remember, our mind has one priority, and that is to survive. So the status quo to our mind is the place to be, because obviously we're surviving in the status quo. If we make any changes, there's a risk that we, quote, would not survive. So our beliefs are the main method by which we survive, or that is achieved. And there's been many studies that show that the mind can't differentiate between fantasy, dream, imagination, and the real world. So that's why visualizations are so powerful. For instance, you've heard me advocate time and again, affirmations and visualizations are a key way to ingrain in our subconscious those views that we want to have of the world that we want to create. Well, it works this way too, where the mind is, it's all real. It's all happening in current reality, even if it's in our subconscious thought. The mind can't tell the difference. To the mind, everything is in the now. So when you remember something from the past or dwell on the future, our mind is interpreting it as if it's here and now today. And then lastly, our mind will not let us see things that it does not understand. It just moves to a different view, a different understanding, so that if there's something that is presented to us that doesn't fit with our understanding, the mind blocks it out. It's kind of strange. Now, granted, we have to learn through clumsiness and 
breaking through that um, lack of understanding in order to get to a place of um, uh, learning or growing. But you see how the power of the mind is kind of this double-edged sword where it's kind of both a tool for growth by way of affirmations and visualizations, and yet at the same time it kind of keeps us stuck in a place of, of status quo or our comfort zone in order to continue to survive in its view. So that survival, it, the, the limiting beliefs are as a result of the desire to survive, and your mind must find evidence that whatever your beliefs are, they are true or there is something behind them that allows for them to have power, and that power is uh, in the form of growth or better understanding or, you no, know, in this case that we're talking about, breaking through this immature belief that we hold. Right. Okay. So how do we change those limiting beliefs? How do we change, you know, the thoughts um, that are holding us back, Tom? You know, you mentioned neuro-linguistic programming um, or NLP as one method. Um, are there any other ways as well that you recommend? Well, actually, I, I, I really use three primarily, and I can talk about them uh, here and, and, and talk more in detail about it. Um, let, let, me, uh, let me give you an example uh, uh, by way of um, understanding. So first we've got to identify what the limiting belief is. So it's something that you experience on the outside, some kind of external factor. So I had one client that says uh, something to the effect that, you know, women don't find me sexy. And so my process to reframe that is to ask the question behind that question. And so I would ask, you know, why is it that you believe that women don't find you sexy? And then throughout that process, the, the reason that, that – is, was given in this case is uh, some, some understanding that it's because I'm bald. So he believes that because he's bald that, he, that women don't find him sexy. And it makes him feel rejected that they don't find him sexy, and that's behind the because I'm bald. So you see how you kind of drill down, and you continue drilling down until you find that there's no more whys behind that, you know, why that, why that, why that, why that, until you get to a place of the external occurrence matching up with the internal belief. So, for instance, women don't find me sexy is the, is the outside because I'm bald is the internal thought, the meaning that he gives behind it. Uh, another example might be I don't have any money, and the internal thought behind that might be that I have this need to suffer or that in order to be an enlightened being, I need to suffer and, you know, feel that, that not having money allows me that. Or I cannot lose weight. You know, I hear that a lot with, with, with uh, clients that I work with on weight loss. You know, I can't lose weight. And then I come to find out it's because they're using food to actually make themselves feel good. And so to them, it's not about the losing weight. It's about the maintenance of this feel-good feeling that comes from food. So we can, you know, break through that. Number one is NLP, like we talked about. So these three methods, I've got a 100% success record. Um, 
I don't attribute the success so much to me as the techniques, but it's how I walk the client through the technique that allows them to use that technique and get their results. So um, the three methodologies are neurolinguistic programming. We'll talk about that in particular. Uh, EFT, which is emotional feeling technique, a lot of people know that as tapping, um, and there's a whole uh, methodology and technique behind that, which I'll talk about. And then lastly, uh, the Sedona method, which has uh, four basic steps that we go through. So NLP is this facilitated reframing of these root causes, these beliefs. And the technique consists of asking a bunch of questions, making statements that give that mind, whether it's, in my case, the client's mind or when I use it for myself, but I'm going to talk in first person as if it were our listener using the technique for themselves. So to give your mind proof that the belief is not necessarily true. So that reframe, for instance, um, you know, the guy saying that women don't find him sexy. So do some, the question might be, the reframe question might be, do some women find bald men sexy? Well, absolutely they do, you know, and, and there's evidence in your own mind that that's the case. The one that I always use is like Bruce Willis. Here's a guy that, you know, when he first started in his movie career, he had a full head of hair, just like when I first started in my young life of, of, uh, of uh, my career, I had a full head of hair. Now I'm bald. Well, so is Bruce Willis, and he's sexy bald. So some women find bald men sexy because obviously there's a box office validation for Bruce Willis. Now you reframe that to be that, that it's not that they don't like you or that they're rejecting you. There's just this um, logical preference, you might say. So that reframe says to, to your mind internally, oh, there are exceptions to my thought. So that kind of puts a chink in the armor. Then you counter that example with, can you think of a time that a woman has found you sexy? In spite of being bald, in other words. And again, the mind finds that answer. So that's called a counter example. So you have the reframe, then you reframe the internal, then you counter that internal with the participant or yourself finding another answer, because your mind will find an answer to that question, can you think of a time? Then the outcome would be, well, what would happen if you kept that belief? Like, if you kept the belief that, you, that women don't find you sexy, what would happen? Versus asking the question, what would happen if you changed that belief? And what are those possible outcomes? You see how it's just kind of this process of question and answer? And, and of course, all the answers are internal to ourselves. We have all the answers. The facilitator is just bringing out those answers from what's inside us. We already know what works perfectly for us. We need to be the ones to ask that of the uh, participant, in this case ourselves. Then question or judge or be sure that there's not this broad, general, complete generalization going on. So, you know, something like all women find all bald men sex unsexy. You know, something that's like ridiculously generalized. Because then that starts to, again, open up that chasm of doubt. And then look at it from that standpoint of, so if you're saying that if I'm bald, there are women that could possibly find me sexy, then 
my job is to then find that match, that woman, because for me to get from A to B, I've got to be able to have some action that I take, some control, some small step, some incremental step that would be my strategy, so to speak, that I then implement into an action step. So then now I've changed it from a complete limiting belief in my head that women don't find me sexy to now a plan of action that says, okay, for me to go out and find that match of that person that does find a bald man sexy, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And you see how it's this multi-step process that gets us from stuckness to really a strategy, a plan of action. So that's NLP in a nutshell, okay. in the application of transcending a limiting belief. Uh, EFT is uh, emotional feeling technique, also called tapping. And this is a pretty complex thing to describe, but in a nutshell, it's a method of acupressure where you tap in succession of certain points on your body, mainly your face, uh, while citing certain uh, affirmations and derived solutions to whatever the challenge might be for the limiting belief. I use this a lot with patients, um, I mean, with clients that have uh, PTSD, for instance. There is this um, innate cellular uh, trigger that's happened in their life that is now needing to be drawn out and in order to draw it out, you've got to have it be a self-administered uh, process of tapping and a number of, of affirmations. A great resource for this method is Nick Ortner's uh, book entitled The Tapping Solution. Um, you can also find a tutorial and a self-guided tapping sample at uh, thetappingsolution.com. Okay. So... That, that's a great uh, uh, means of, of uh, uh, implementing that, finding out more about that method. All right. You also, um, on your website, under your recommended reading, you have a book listed by Jack Canfield and Pamela Bruner um, titled Tapping to Ultimate Success. And I remember when uh, Jack and Pamela first released this book, but you say the book and the method outlines there um, why change is challenging and what to do about it, um, but they have some cutting-edge uh, energy techniques and why they're effective in there as well. Um, another good source, another good resource um, for tapping and understanding that whole process better, I believe. And, and that's at your website, successseriesllc.com, uh, underneath your recommended reading list. Um, yes, and in fact, if you take the actions described in the book and do the exercises provided, you'll find that you're able to remove a lot of the negative emotions and, re and replace them with positive ones or shift some of these limiting beliefs that don't serve you to create more empowering beliefs. And the book is kind of broken down into sections. So, for instance, there's a section on finance or, or money. There's a section on physicality or body. You know, there's a section on relationships. And it just gives you examples and affirmations to say and, the, of course, the tapping technique itself in each of these uh, uh, areas to create new abilities. Uh, just, just really quick, Tom, 
you know, like I said, I remember when Jack uh, Campfield and Pamela Bruner released this book, and I remember Jack talking about it, and, and you know, me personally, I'm sitting going, I'll be darned if I'm going to sit here and tap myself. You know, if I'm going to do these things and, you know, I'm going to look like a fool. Um, but it really works. It, it really does help. It really does um, provide a method to break through whatever is holding you back, correct? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I believe any sane person and those of us that are more left brain would approach it the way you felt, which is like, are you kidding? This sounds ridiculous. And I did too. But the thing is, once you get past that awkwardness and clumsiness and feeling weird about doing it and you see the results happen, you then integrate it into another tool to use. I mean, I just took a course in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, given by one of my trainers, Garland Landis, and Garland is strictly tapping. Like, that's his, that's his technique that he uses to a great extent in his uh, repertoire of coaching. And, and he's got great audio and DVDs. You can find him at the, the universeslieswithin.com. But Garland um, had that same feeling about tapping, and now he's, you know, like living it and day to day. I have it now a part of my morning routine where if there's a goal that I have, in fact, I find myself doing this when I'm looking at my goals uh, on a quarterly basis, and especially my big, hairy, audacious goal, which is my stretch goal, I look at that goal and I go, I've got to tap on this because it's usually something so outside my comfort zone that I've got to create a new belief to achieve it. So, for instance, when I use the example of big, hairy, audacious goal with my clients, I say, um, let's say you want to earn $100,000 a year, and that's a big goal for you because currently you're earning $30,000 a year. But your big, hairy, audacious goal would be so far past that comfort zone that it ends up being a million dollars a year. You've got to be kidding. How do I go from 30000 to a million dollars a year in earnings? And, of course, the, the long and short of that is you've got to be able to see that that million is achievable, that there is this possibility. If somebody can do it, if anybody can do it, you can do it, kind of a thinking. And therefore, you've got to do this tapping to get rid of the limiting belief that you can't earn a million dollars a year because there is a way to do it. Now, granted, it might take you three years to get to a place of where you're earning a million dollars a year because you've got some training or some new industry or some business you've got to create to make that happen. It could take 10 years. But you get underway with step number one, step number two, step number three, and that incremental move toward a million dollars a year. But do you see how that big, hairy, audacious goal of earning a million dollars a year sounds ridiculous? Well, the reason it sounds ridiculous is because of your limiting belief. So tap on that, and I'll put it in parentheses right next to that goal. I've got to tap on this because I'll put something down that seems like extraordinary, and the fact that I'm thinking that thought tells me I've got to tap on this. And then I go through the tapping process, which is that second technique that we talked about. Okay, excellent. And then your third and final technique that you recommend and uh, coach on is the Sedona method. Yeah, there's four basic steps to the Sedona method. Um, the first of the four steps is to feel the feeling of the belief. In other words, 
there's a there's a an internalized feeling that you have around that belief. Sometimes it's comfort, sometimes it's discomfort. Sometimes it's happiness, sometimes it's sadness. Sometimes it's limiting in the sense that it is holding you back to achieve your goals and you might have some kind of self-sabotage going on. And another way might be to think of it as something that is making you feel great and therefore you want to maintain the status quo because it's you know, serving you in that way. Well, you're not growing, you're not progressing. So first you want to feel the feeling. And then that helps you understand what's behind the belief, this, this innate feeling that you get as a result of that. And what you do then, step number two, is ask yourself, could I let it go? If you're defining it as a limiting belief, chances are you're not able to progress past it, and therefore you've got to ask yourself, can I let it go? Depending on your answer to that, because believe it or not, there's people that answer no, I can't, I can't let this go. Like I'm holding on to this so near and dear that I can't let it go. Um, in the case of the client that didn't want to earn more than 60000 because she felt it would diminish her dad. Well, she couldn't let it go because of the diminishment, you know, the cost of diminishing her dad until, it, until that was reframed. Then she could answer, yeah, I can let it go because now I have proof that even that 60000 is ridiculous because in the $2,015, it's, it's more than double that. So you ask yourself, can I let it go? Then you go to number three, which is, would I let it go? Would I allow myself to let this thing that has been part of my identity go, not have it be a part of my life because it's not serving me? Maybe it served you at one point, but it's not serving you anymore. It's limiting you. And then lastly, ask yourself, when can I let it go? So, Feeling behind the belief, can I let it go, will I let it go, and when will I let it go? And those are key steps that kind of drive you to, you know, this little chink in the armor that I described. It just kind of whittles away at it like, can I let it go? Yeah, I guess I could let it go. Will I, though? Well, I must. So, yes, I will let it go. When? And you see how it becomes something that's very definitive after a while. It becomes one of your written down goals, you put a time oh, perfect. to it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and there it is. Yeah, that, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great to have the goal be to diminish or to let go of this limiting belief? So, you, so you've identified it at some point. Yeah, I got chills. That's good, Eric. That, 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 that's very helpful for people, I think. Make your goals beyond earning this amount of money or buying this car or taking this travel – Make them about you and transforming yourself. I love it. Part, part of the first process of uh, NLP where now we're going to chunk it down. And then your second process, once you have it chunked down, you can start your EFT process with each piece there, or um, commonly known as tapping, right? And then right. uh, maybe start with Method number three, which is your Sedona method. Uh, feel the belief internally. Ask yourself, could I let it go? Um, then would I let it go? And if so, when? When are you going to let it go? And chunk it down, create your process there. Add in the other two. Um, right? I mean, it, sum, summary, summing it up Perfect. quickly. Summing it yes. up quickly, right? Good summary. 
Very good summary. Yep. Yeah, in fact, you make a good point that the the first method to probably, uh, uh, before applying the other two uh, uh, techniques, would be the Sedona method of questioning, where you ask yourself, can I let it go, really? Because that's the, that's the main thing you've got to get to before you can apply the other techniques. Good, good job. Yeah, good summary. Great. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate your thoughts and your help with this. I'm sure everybody else does as well. Um, anything you would like us to walk away from this month, or do you have any homework? I, you know, I hate the word homework, but anything for us to think about and work on until our next talk with Tom next month? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in fact, um, do you like the term home play instead of homework? Does that sound There better? we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your home play for the month would be to identify a limiting belief. So uh, just just think about how you conduct your day and what stops you from achieving the, the the dream that you hold, and identify a limiting belief that's behind that. So it could be something financial, physical, professional, relational, spiritual, etc. So so that there's some identifying. Uh, belief that is the quote-unquote home play you're going to work on and therefore you're going to play on and therefore try to use one or all three of these techniques Uh, do a little google research i mean there's an app on eft that can actually you know download onto your iphone or your droid and be able to walk you through the tapping itself and then and then you come up with your own little affirmations that you say for each of the tap points uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of, of material out there on uh, NLP that if you just Googled, you know, neurolinguistic programming, you'd probably come up with some tutorial or something. You'd go to YouTube and you'd probably have a, a video or, or a million videos on it. Um, Tony Robbins is, is infamous for this technique in a lot of his coaching. Um, and so, you know, look and see if there's a Tony Robbins YouTube on, on uh, NLP. Um, and then try to apply that, like use that as a homework uh, assignment to see if you can improve or at least put a chink in the armor on whatever limiting belief you've identified. And I like your idea. Start with that Sedona method, ask those questions, drill down to whether you have the willingness to let it go and by when. And then when you do, go to the other techniques in order to do so. Um, my, uh, my other uh, app that would be helpful, I know I mentioned the EFT app, and there's literally, I've got three of them on my phone. In fact, let me find them here, and I'll just name them by name. So I've got uh, EFT Clinic, EFT Courses, and then another app called Feel Happy. And those are three EFT apps that are on my iPhone. But I'd like to um, uh, recommend an app called Habit Chain. And what Habit Chain does is it allows you to keep track of your activity in executing or implementing a particular habit. So you decide on the habit that you want to start, like let's say go to the gym, or in this case, you know, tap one of my limiting beliefs. And it's something that you want to do on a regularly consistent basis. So it might be daily, it might be weekly. And what you do is you use habit chain to help you stay motivated and track your progress along the way. There's other habits apps if that one doesn't suit your fancy. But this is a great way to improve your life by learning new skills and practicing them daily. 
And, uh, and so let's make the homework be to go to the App Store, download some tool that would assist you in um, identifying and then um, facilitating yourself through uh, giving up a limiting belief. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Um, and I want to let everybody know that a lot of the things that Tom has mentioned are listed at his website, successseriesllc.com. Um, the reading list, books we talked about, are there. And if you go to his website, successseriesllc.com, right now you could actually download the first two chapters of Tom's book, um, Getting From Here to There, for free. And that is his 12-chapter book, um, helping you break through where you are and getting to where you want to be. So once again, Tom, I want to thank you for your time um, today and your thoughts and your wisdom. Appreciate that. For all of you, I am Aaron Wilker, and for Tom Hart, who always says life is a series of now, so grow your life today, I bid you a good day. <laughs>